0: You're listening to the Just Giants podcast with Grump and the Cranky Fan.
1: Be sure to listen for free on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Podcast. to the outside.
0: Saquon Barkley across midfield, down the sideline, stayed in bounds, and Barkley takes it all the way. 68 yards for his first NFL touchdown. Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I'm your host, the Football Grump, and with me as always is Mike the Cranky Fan.
1: Grump, I don't even know it's time zone minute anymore. I just did a red eye coming back from Oakland to see my mighty Tampa Bay Rays win the wild card game, and uh, I'm pretty tired, but I am I am not too tired to talk New York Giants football with you, so. No, never. soul's drawn. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um... As always, you can follow all of this busy week kind of stuff you know, in real time if you follow me on Twitter. I'm at football underscore grump. And um, also this show is available on a thousand different platforms including iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and more.
1: You can catch me as always at The Cranky Fan and I will be blowing up your Twitter account if you do follow me. So give me a follow and let's uh, let's become friends.
0: Yeah, I mean there's no reason to wait until this podcast comes out to hear the news, so – Twitter's a good spot for that
1: or or a nice rant or two, so oh
0: well, you know you'll get that as that's part of the fun, <laughs> but not much to rant about this week. I mean, giants are you know two for two over the last two games, so can't not not a whole lot of complaining can be had,
1: yeah, I mean when you're two and two, that means you still have life, and you know we are we are really trying to toe the line between you know. 2019 and the future of this franchise. And, you know, hey, as long as you're still in the conversation, we're still going to be in the conversation for talking about it. You know, there's been a lot of articles and a lot of podcasts this week about all the 2 and 2 teams around the league, who's a contender, who's a pretender. And it's pretty universal that we are a pretender, and I buy that. And I have no, actually, problem with that. You know, I mean, this is a team that two weeks ago we thought, was destined to be, you know, with Miami for being the worst teams in the league, and there's been signs of life. We're we're seeing growth. We're seeing some development. We're also seeing us play some really bad teams. But you know something? Winning breeds better development. The coach's message comes along a lot clearer when you're winning. You know, you'll get a little extra energy on those extra workouts. So don't. Don't poo poo the fact we're winning, even if it's against teams like Washington. It's part of the overall of this franchise.
0: Yeah, I mean that's one thing that uh I think all the beat writers who have access to the locker room and these sort of behind the scenes things, they've they've all said that, you know, Daniel Jones coming in and giving life to this team. I mean, he may not be statistically playing better than Eli, or it may be negligible or close or whatever. The point is is that they've started winning. They felt good doing it, and it's brought a renewed sense of energy to this team. Um, and that is the sort of thing that I mean. There, there's, it's not really quantifiable, you know, that feeling. You know, at this level, talent between most NFL players is pretty comparable. Um, so things like confidence and and trust in your teammates, and and coaching, and all that stuff it it accounts for the tipping point in a lot of uh, head-to-head battles, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, we're in the very beginning of the Daniel Jones era, which could be three weeks, it could be 12 years, we don't know. But some of the things you're seeing right now is, you know, it's starting to look a little apparent that Shermer and the offensive coaching staff was trying to adapt their offense to fit what Eli can do. And I think what you're starting to see now is Daniel Jones fitting into the offense they want to run. Now, it's not the entire playbook, and it's not you know, everything full-born, but you're definitely seeing some things you didn't see before, and that just jumps off the page a little bit as like, wow, these are things that Jones can do that Eli couldn't. It doesn't mean he's better. It doesn't mean anything else. It's just you're starting to see what a more dynamic playbook Shermer had, which was why he was hired. And, um, you know, the the return's looking pretty good. Keep in mind, though, it's still only been two starts.
0: Yeah, of course. Um, But again, you know, as he continues to get first-team reps in practice, they'll keep adding to the playbook for him. He'll iron things out, get better at it, you know, and make improvements. So, yes, taper your enthusiasm, but also understand that things will get better. The, yeah, the negative mean, things.
1: You still get excited. I mean, shit. This is an. This well, this is the whole point. If you can't, season, if yeah. you can't
0: get excited over this, then I, I don't know what to tell you. You should find another sport or hobby I, I or think, something.
1: I think you get excited, but you keep it real. Oh yeah, I yeah. Mean, of course. You know, you get excited because we're playing a game. You know, if we beat a good team like Minnesota, all of a sudden we're three and two, going into play New England. There's going to be a lot of juice around this team, but. If we lose to Minnesota, let's not kind of go overboard with how pissed you off you are and going back to the fire Gettleman and fire Shermer. Nobody knows what they're doing camp either. I mean, keep it all in perspective. Just the fact that we're into October and we're still relevant, something we didn't think was going to happen after week one, certainly after week two.
0: Well, yeah, true. I mean, and we had decided that two and two after four games would be a best case scenario. So – here sure. we are at the best case scenario.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a uh, this is going to be a tough task. We're playing a a team with a very bad quarterback. We we've been we used to have this debate for a while when Kirk Cousins was in the NFC East. Where do we rank the NFC East quarterbacks? And uh, I know you are never a big fan, and he seems to be appreciably worse since he was in Washington.
0: Yeah, I think I think he fit into um, what Jay Gruden does a little bit better. Um, than what he's got going on now, although the talent around him is certainly better. You know, I, I it, he seems to be having a lot of trouble connecting on deep balls. Uh, there might be too many five- and seven-step drops for him in this offense. I'm not really sure what the issue is because he looks so much worse than what he looked like in Washington that it's almost like a different person.
1: Possibly he's hiding an injury.
0: I mean, I think it's possible that he's hiding a confidence injury.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that, that for sure too.
0: But, I mean, but, uh, it, maybe a little bit. I mean, I, I don't think going into week four, perhaps after getting mauled by the Bears defense, yeah, but.
1: Well, I mean, like sometimes when you see something like a dr- noticeable drop in somebody and I get it. I mean, he wasn't system.
0: good last year with them either.
1: Yeah, but he just seems to be, you know, in the lower echelon of quarterbacks right now. I just – when I see something like this happen, like a drop so, – and not somebody who's 36 years old all of a sudden dropping. We're talking about – it I mean how old is he, 28, 29? He's pretty young. Yeah, I mean when you see something that quickly fall off, I always think is there something physically wrong too? I don't know. It may come out.
0: I, I mean I, I think it's possible, but I don't think that's what's going on. hmm. Um. So, yeah, the Vikings are coming to town 1 o'clock Sunday, MetLife Stadium. Love these 1 o'clock games. Um,
1: yeah, it kind of sucks. Unfortunately, the second week in a row, I'm going to have to miss it because uh, I am on uh, I'm on playoff duty. So, Grump will be holding down the fort again for me, so I, I appreciate it.
0: Somebody's got to do the hard job of going to the game and enjoying themselves.
1: <laughs> it's there's not always so easy. Much, there's only so much of the cranky fan to go around until they – uh they find a way to uh duplicate myself which i'm sure the rest of society doesn't want
0: no god
1: you have to pick a playoff game over a regular season giant game so
0: um so you know with the with the vikings coming to town uh they they're coming off of a, a bad loss to a very good very good bears team even but I think what it is is their inability to move the chain to, – to do anything really on offense and um, the fact that they were beaten so handily by a backup quarterback has really destroyed the confidence, confidence in this team. I mean the headlines this week were immediately was that Adam Thielen made a remark that was almost like a jab at Kirk Cousins saying essentially that they're going to have to start throwing downfield if they want to win games Um and then Stefan Diggs seems to not even want to play for his team. I mean – and he's not doing—he's not saying anything to the media to make it better. When asked about it, he, he said I, – I forget what the fuck it was. Something along the lines of like there's truth to the rumors, which are trade rumors, and I'm not going to speak on that. So he's not making it any better and it's, it's quite clear that there's a real problem with this team – And I think it was Dan Duggan saying that there was a big correlation between this 2019 Vikings team and the 2017 Giants team in that they're trying everything they can to hide the fact that they have real problems on a talented roster.
1: Well, no better time to face them than this week then before they get their shit figured out. Um, You know, that dig against um, Cousins might have been a, a dig against the coaching staff too.
0: It could have been. You know,
1: we don't – We again, we're not in the uh, – we're not in the meeting rooms, not on practice. We don't know. But uh, my guess would be just the way that kind of you know, teammates tend to stick up with each other is that that might be more of a dig on the coaching staff.
0: I mean either way, it, it's there's, – there's some discontent being sowed among oh, the roster.
1: It seeped out of the locker room, the discontent. And then as soon as it does that, it's usually – a one-way slope downhill.
0: At the same time, you know, you said no better time to face them than now. I mean, they are in a unique position to be facing a, a perfect opponent for them as well. I mean, the Giants are not, I don't think, considered one of the worst teams in the NFL after four weeks. I mean, I think they've certainly shown to the rest of the league that they have a fighting chance to scrape into the wild card hunt, um, which makes them not a slouch. You know what I mean? They're not in the same conversation as the Miami dolphins right now. Um, and,
1: Uh, yeah, I would say at this moment, they are not in that lower fourth quadrant of the worst. They are not Miami. They are not Washington. They are not the jets without Sam Darnold. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're not
0: Arizona or something. They're
1: not, Yeah, who's starting a rookie quarterback as well. But I would say they are probably the lower echelon of that next quadrant, which, you know, that's kind of what we thought they would be going into the season.
0: Mm -hmm. But the point is, is that, you know, they're they're playing a, a team that, you know, I think the rest of the league sees this as a winnable game for the Giants. But at the same time, this is a team that not only the Vikings can can beat, but they can do it by throwing. You know that they can they can change that narrative of Kirk Cousins not being able to throw far, them not being able to stretch the field. I mean, I think we've if we've shown anything, it's that the secondary is probably the biggest weakness on the entire team. Um, even though they've gotten noticeably better, I mean, uh, they they three picks last week. One of them was a pick six. You know, still though, playing against. Case Keenum and Dwayne Haskins, and no Terry McLaurin, you know, no real threat at all on Washington's receiving side is not really proof of anything. Um, so I mean, this is a real chance for Minnesota to change their season around. I mean, they're right on that brink too at two and two. They can reverse a narrative by having not just winning but winning cleanly with with all the, um, you know, reversing all the knocks on them by throwing deep and you know getting a bunch of yards in the air, uh, will reverse the narrative and put them at three and two. So this is an interesting game from a league perspective.
1: It's a game they need more than we do, quite frankly.
0: You know, sure. I think, yeah.
1: I think if the Giants kind of drift away from whatever slight hopes they have for a wild card, it's kind of understandable. I think if this team loses, Minnesota loses this game, it could spiral out of control for them really quickly. So this yes. is this is pretty critical for them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, again, Giants fans have been accepting of Daniel Jones's flaws. I think, for the most part, you know, he threw two picks last week, and it was hardly even mentioned, to be honest, when people recapped the game.
1: Yeah, and that was that was that was an ugly little stretch he had too. That wasn't a, it was back to back throws, I believe.
0: Perhaps it might be. It was definitely back to back drives. It was they were close together. Yeah. Um, but that's
1: kind of what's going to happen with rookies. You know, they, they have to play through that.
0: And and the Giants' secondary didn't get any better when Ryan Connolly went down. They've resorted to promoting practice squad linebacker Josiah. Uh, help me out again. What was it? I can't say it.
1: Start it up and I'll finish it. efu to Toefu.
0: Something yeah. like that. Okay. I mean, we're familiar with him. We've seen him in the preseason. I, I just I can't say that name. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. You know, a guy who showed some backup-level promise in preseason, if he had made the roster, would not have shocked me. Uh, but at the same time, him being promoted because of injury is bad. And we're looking at an injury list that continues to include an Alec Ogletree who has not practiced. Tay Davis has... I believe he's passed the concussion protocol in order to be limited in practice, right? That's correct, yes. At the same time, he's still only been limited. So unless he has a full practice on Friday, I'm not 100% confident that he's in either. Which leaves us with, like, David Mayo.
1: Right, and now that, like, Connolly's out, all of a sudden now you're getting really, really into the bargain bin for uh, who's going to play.
0: Yeah. Now, on the flip side of things, this is the week we finally get Golden Tate and pairing him with sterling shepherd who's been playing really well and evan ingram who's been playing really well this is the full force of what we expected you know from the wide receiver position now cody latimer who was at one time uh, the best receiver on this roster because of sterling shepherd's thumb and you know whatever he's now our fourth best guy receiving option is a huge difference
1: huge. sure absolutely yeah
0: and in the process TJ Jones has been uh released most likely more to do with his inability to catch a punt yeah, cleanly. you kind of
1: have one, you kind of have one job when you're a punter punt returner is to catch the ball yeah. it's been a bit of an issue so
0: i mean it, he's he's shown flat I mean, when he does catch the ball his return ability is noticeable um it and he's even serviceable as a wide receiver but i mean the bobbles and it just it can't happen you just you know
1: for when you have a team, you have a uh, a rookie quarterback and you're playing without your primary running back, where the, the potentials for turnovers are there anyway. You cannot give extra turnovers out by just dropping punts.
0: Especially that special to, teams.
1: That has to be – yeah, exactly. has to be locked down. So maybe the situation might have been different if, you know, you an know, experienced quarterback, Saquon's playing, you're not worried as much about, you know – as much about turnovers as you do right now that you know, we can't afford to give away anymore that way.
0: And to make room for Golden Tate, Benny Fowler was also cut, which is interesting because he was a decent wide receiver. At, you know. But now we're getting to the point where our wide receiver depth is looking like Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, Cody Latimer, Darius Slayton, Russell Shepard. And you know now we're at the point where we're keeping Cody Core for a special teams value is the only... I mean it it comes down to that. I mean, it, is Fowler so much better than uh Russell Shepard, you know, no. Well, I think Russell Shepard is even on IR. He's not yeah. even on the roster now.
1: Yeah, so now now we're talking about those, you know, debates we always have during preseason where it's exciting during preseason to talk about it, but at the end of the day, you're digging pretty deep into depth worrying about these guys, so
0: yeah, but he offers no special teams value, and you know we're, yeah. we're at the point where we're so set with our wide receiver talent that he's not even needed. So exactly. it's, it's special teams are bust at this point, and that's really what we're we're looking at, which is a, a big upgrade, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, on the the downside, well, I don't know what side to put this on, but Saquon Barkley seems to be healing like Wolverine, and I'm not. I'm not even going to entertain the notion that he hasn't been ruled out for this game yet. I seriously doubt he's headed for New England on Thursday. I'm not talking about his availability at all. I'm just looking at the practice footage of him stretching and jumping and cutting and hopping around. It makes no sense to me. I don't understand what I'm looking at.
1: I don't know why they even – I mean it's one thing for Shermer to say, well, he might play this week to give – You know, Minnesota and then maybe New England, something to think about. I think that's what
0: it is, but I mean, I think that's why he said it, right?
1: Right, but but we're seeing practice um, footage of him actually doing some physical things.
0: But it doesn't seem bothered by it at
1: all. I know, but we know what the, the nature of the injury is. We know what the expected times are, and we're way, way, way ahead of schedule. And just because he can, you know, do some stuff right now, you know, one slight tweak, be back to square one again. That's true. We're we're not in week fifteen where we need to win this game to get into the playoff. You know, we, we we we're only in week five regardless. And he's the franchise. You know, we spend a lot of time talking about Daniel Jones and he'll be the quarterback of the future and the rebuilds, but the best player on the field on either team when Saquon Barkley plays is Saquon Barkley. And you want to keep him at a physical level where he still is. You know, there was, I saw, I read something to you about, well, at 70% Saquon, is he better than this rece- running back or this running back? No. You want to keep him at mm-hmm. as close to 100% for the longest period of time you can have in his career and have him hobbling around and everything and potentially causing injuries that could be long-lasting To me, it's just not worth it.
0: No, not at all. I mean, to be be completely clear to those who don't follow as as closely as us or whatever, Saquon Barkley did not practice today. He just did some stretching, jogging, and some light work on the side. I'm merely reacting to the fact that 11 days ago he was walking around on crutches with a boot on. And, you know, he is currently able to walk and run what appears to be comfortably – um, but the Giants are not practicing him. He's not in on individual or team drills at all. He's just you know stretching and working out with his team and that's it. Um, still though, the point I'm making is that's remarkable. I, I I truly don't understand how that happened and how he's able to do that.
1: Part of me says I don't want to know how it's happening
0: either. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a mean, little bit of that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean who knows? It's just uh, – it, it, this could be a sign for the future that he has a very – high tolerance for pain. Mm. That's something like, you know, maybe a couple of years he injures himself in something else It's you know, other running backs may sit out a game, but he can handle pain and would play. Yeah. That's an encouraging thing. Um, I just hope that whatever he's doing now to rehab himself or whatever his rest routine is or whatever is being managed is being done in a thoughtful way right. by both him and the team, the medical staff And the coaching staff that, you know, this is nuanced and done properly. So he can come back as soon as he can and be Saquon Barkley, not, you know, a guy hobbling around.
0: Well, I mean, also for the long term thing where when he's up at the podium getting his gold jacket, he's there, you know, all the way and not having some horrible, you know, long lasting injury. He's
1: not Gail Sayers who only can play X amount of years. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's neither here nor there because, you know, we agree, right? The next two weeks he's not playing. Right. Yeah. I, I think so. And he gets that long rest. You can you can start having that conversation in those maybe some limited practice time, you know, after Thursday.
1: And when do we have the bye?
0: Oh, that's like week 11, week 10, I oh. think. Okay. Um, But, I mean, I think there's a real shot for him to have some playing time in Arizona, but... I'm not hopeful, and if it, if it doesn't happen, that's okay.
1: It, to me, it's Christmas comes in October if that yeah. happens. I'm not counting sure. on it. And, you know, again, I'm going to defer to you know the coaching staff, the trainers, management, and ownership because this is going to be something where you know it might have to be kind of elevated all the way up. When do we want to bring this kid back if it's not 100%?
0: So what do we think about the matchups to watch in this game? Is there anything that you're keeping your eye on?
1: Well, I'm more I am still kind of in the mindset I want to see us doing our things correctly. You know, I, I still wanna see I wanna see continued improvement in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think the secondary's gonna get tested. I think they're gonna try to throw more. Uh I want to see some continued improvement on our offensive line. I think um, keeping Jones upright is going to be key and keeping it, and not even so much upright, but giving him the time that he needs is not put himself into rookie moments. You know, if sure. there's a pass, if there's a pass rush around him, you know, he, he's going to have to learn how that internal clock is going to work for him. And it's not there yet. Um, so, I want to see things like, you know, again, the offensive line, giving him just enough time where he can go through his breeds and everything and or making sure he's enough time on his first read even. So um, that's not really game-specific. I'm still kind of looking at everything over big
0: picture-wise.
1: So I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you a little more towards game
0: planning. Well, I mean, you know, as far as the, the only real matchup that I'm interested in is – and you hit it right away, is, is that continued improvement in the secondary. I can tell you that Mike Zimmer doesn't give a shit about what we did against Washington. You know, he's they're still looking at film that Jameis Winston was able to burn us to a crisp. Um, they're looking at how to continue doing that. And so for me, seeing Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen going against Janoris Jenkins and DeAndre Baker, that is the matchup to watch. Um, it I, I truly don't think that it matters much else, and I I know that Kirk Cousins was running for his life last week, but you have to understand that I actually think the Vikings do have a decent offensive line. I just think playing the Bears is you know a sad story for anyone who has to do it. Um, so I I, I don't it, it's when I say like. You know, I don't have a big hope of us getting a consist- consistent rush against Kirk Cousins. It's not a knock, it's just that I think that the Vikings' offensive line is a little bit better than they've been represented. Um, so it's going to, you know the pass rush is going to have to generate some kind of pressure because you know cousins may be struggling but the, the secondary isn't nearly good enough to play street ball against the likes of Thielen, Diggs and Rudolph so getting yeah. some measure of panic or urgency alone you know it doesn't have to be sacks or hits just some level of panic and urgency in cousins should should do the trick to force earlier errant throws you know what i mean that might be what's needed here
1: I think also what we do on first and second down is going to help as well too. Of course, yeah. You know, I'd like to see a little more continued kind of second and nines, second and tens, third and nines. I mean that makes that makes your life a lot easier as well.
0: Yeah, and and you know, going against Dalvin Cook is not you know an ideal situation, but the Giants have been doing a good job, like you said, of of holding that first down run to little to no yards. Yeah. Um, You know, on the flip side of things, I think of all the teams the Giants have faced this year, this is the least scary defensive line they've had to face. I mean, there's still talent there, don't get me wrong, but having gone against the Cowboys defensive line, you know, the, the Bills are surprising everybody with just how good they are. Even the Bucks have a, a decent defensive line, and the Skins have an excellent front seven. Yeah, um I mean... I mean, how many
1: sacks does the guy? What's the name from Tampa Bay have now? Oh my 100? God! Yeah, really.
0: Yeah. Um, I think he's actually on pace to beat Michael Strahan's record, single season record. So, yeah, I mean that should say everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so if ever there was a game to establish the run and start getting five or six yard chunks there, th- this needs to be it, in my opinion. You know, I know that we got Golden Tate back this week, and that's going to be a huge boost to converting thirds down, da- third downs, because. He's just a really good wide receiver, and he seemed to click with Daniel Jones. But you know, th- this is not the time for us to just abandon the run because Saquon Barkley is out. I mean, getting those yards and making third manageable happen is gonna have to happen. This secondary is too good for Minnesota. They're very good. I think they're in the top ten. Yeah. So, uh, you know. Trey Waynes and and Xavier Rhodes and Harrison Smith, these guys are outstanding secondary players. You, you know Mackenzie Alexander as well. I mean Anthony Harris. These guys are all really good. So you know the idea that we're going to sling for three hundred and fifty yards. I think if that's your game plan going into it, that's that's a flawed idea.
1: That shouldn't be our game plan against anybody. Just well, yet. Yeah. I mean I, I don't even care that Golden Tate's back. I mean if our game plan is to throw the ball 40 times and, and have 350 passing yards where there's something very seriously wrong. And we're not going to win a lot of games that way right now.
0: Sure. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. What, what's your prediction here? How do you feel?
1: I think we're going to have a little reality check this week. I, uh, I don't feel good about this. I know I've been pretty uh, bearish on the, on the giants the last few weeks, picking them to lose. And I've been 0 2 in those predictions, but I, uh, I think this is one of those games where I think Daniel Jones takes a step back. I think, um, a lot of the things that you said, you know, really good secondary he's going to be going against, um, you know, it's okay. I mean, Minnesota is, is better than what their record is and what they've shown again. You're right. Playing Chicago makes a lot of offenses look really bad. And I think this is one of those games where I think, you know, people are getting ahead of themselves a little bit about the Giants. And I think the Giants still are a team that's very much in work in process. So I think they're going to lose this game. Something like. 27. 17. And I think the secondary does struggle again, but. It struggles again, but I don't think it's the sieve that it was. I think you're going to start seeing some more plays being made. You're going to start to see a semblance of a secondary. It's just not good enough yet to handle, you know, if Kirk Cousins can deliver the ball to these guys. That's kind of the the it factor. But I think he'll do just enough that um, you know he'll he'll expose the the holes in the secondary. <laughs>
0: Yeah, wow, we we agree almost perfectly, identically. Um, I actually have this as twenty four twenty Minnesota, um, but I think that last three points for the Giants happens late when it needs to be seven. It's only three. Um, y- you know, it it just. I, I think you're right. I, everything you said. I think the secondary struggles, even though it's not a sieve, but that the big play at the wrong time. You know, I think I think. Adam Thielen, I think, has a really big game. And, you know, we've seen Kirk Cousins connect on big balls, you know. He's
1: it, just not consistent enough. He, yeah, he's it, not
0: it, consistent, but, I mean, he's usually game to game. You know, he doesn't – he's not like every other throw is different. It's usually he has hot games and cold games. and uh, kinda like
1: uh Kind of like James Winston a little bit. And we, you know, we hit a very hot James Winston. He's been hot for the last month and, you know, we could see a hot Kirk Cousins. Kirk yeah. Cousins has played against this team, you know, a lot in his career.
0: This mm-hmm. isn't
1: something that's completely foreign to him.
0: Well, yeah, down to the state. So, yeah, you know, I, I'm not huge on Kirk Cousins, but I think this is a game that he kind of takes some pressure off himself. He plays pretty okay. I think Minnesota wins, and that eases a lot of doubts and uh, you know grumblings in the locker room. Though it, it doesn't alleviate it, I think it just eases it. And, uh, you're talking
1: about the you're talking about the Minnesota rock. Right? Yes,
0: correct. The Giants, on the other hand, you know, it's kind of uh, well, you know, this is still a rebuild. Daniel Jones' time was fun, but you know, next year is the real hope. So, but well, I, again, I, but it's not it's not a demolition. I mean, like I said, I I think the Giants kick for three, you know, with maybe three minutes left when it needed to be seven, and they're not able to. To score later on, either. So I think they keep it within reach, but they just fail to get it done.
1: I don't think you're going to see performances like you did against Buffalo the rest of the year unless they're playing. I mean, you might see that against New England because it's New England. Right. You know, they're going to, they're going to do that to a lot of teams this year. But I think when you're playing a. We talk about quadrants, like, you know, the Giants are in that worst quadrant. I think you're going to see the Giants play teams in those middle quadrants. I don't think you'll see a, a Buffalo performance anymore. I mean, you might see some Tampa Bay performances where, you know, we might give up a lot of yards but also gain a lot of yards too. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be inconsistency. But I don't think you're going to see that, you know, that bed shitting like you saw in the Buffalo game
0: Oof. or the Cowboys game. So Yeah. That too. Yeah, so we're we're pretty much right on on track for uh, agreement on this one. So, bummer, mm-hmm. but no, let's let's hope we're wrong, right? Hey, You know something, I'm
1: <laughs> my track record of being right is pretty few and far between lately. So um, you know, hope I'm wrong. I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, you know, I'll be sitting at a bar down in uh, Palm Harbor, Florida, on Sunday watching the game somewhere, and I like to leave that bar being very happy and being up three and two. You'll leave I'm the bar leave the- happy.
0: <laughs> there, <laughs> there, there's a credit card. <laughs> to to make you happy at a bar <laughs> you know i'll i'll be at the actual game so you know if you hit me up on twitter maybe I'll come find you and whatever but otherwise you know we're gonna be happy or miserable leaving that stadium there's no there's no solution at the stadium to fix a loss so um
1: to those to those out there who know who they are you'll get your pretzels soon enough just uh have patience
0: oh yeah i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to deal you know eventually i'm gonna be the one putting up for that <laughs> well
1: they realize i will be back at MetLife stadium at some point this season i'm <laughs> i didn't give away my season tickets forever just because i don't want to pay three guys a pretzel each
0: <laughs> no 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 so, you, for, you,
1: for all those who don't know who i'm talking about uh with our our friends we sit next to in uh in section 124. Um, I made a pretzel bet that uh, you wouldn't see Daniel Jones starting until the Giants are mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and you know, three days later, I'm on the hawk for uh, pretzels. <laughs> which hey, so far so good, the way it's working.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you'd rather pay for pretzels than, than watch a losing franchise.
1: Gladly. Yeah. I'll even throw the salt in.
0: (laughs) Wow. What a guy. (laughs) All right, everyone. You know, I'm glad that you guys listen to this show. Just, you know, be sure to download, subscribe, tell your friends, leave a nice review. It means a lot to us. Every time we hear positive feedback, it really, you know, warms my heart. Thank you. It's fun. Yeah.
1: it's, It's pretty, you know, we started doing this show as a way that our. You know, wives and girlfriends don't have to hear us ranting and raving to ourselves. We Mm -hmm. can actually have an outlet to we can, you know, say what's on our mind. And it's actually grown into something where we have made some friends out there from people that we talk to. For you know, we know there's we know there's a lot of fools out there, giant fans. We know there's a lot of cool giant fans, and we've met a lot of cool ones so far. So uh, keep it. Let's keep it going. uh, It's
0: a nice screening process for making friends. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. Well, see you Sunday. Let's hope for a win. Go Giants.